are listening to the quarter transmissions or leave episode four. I couldn't have prescribed better. It's early April 2016 and time for another bout of shore leave. I am Jeff Hula coming to you from the brand new Tricorder Transmission Studio just minutes away from Captain Cisco's very own house here in Princeton, New Jersey. This is the first episode of Shore Leave I'm recording here, so it's pretty exciting. And uh, of course, it is my great pleasure to introduce once again, hailing from the most rectangular state in the nation, my always wonderful co-host, Heather Barker. Hello, how are ya? Doing pretty good. How are you? Oh, I'm great. It's wonderful. It's spring and it's four months until con. Four months. Yeah, and didn't you just have snow like yesterday? Uh, 18 inches last week or the week before. I lose track. It's Colorado. It's like 18 inches one day, nothing the next day. Ah, oh, man. I, that's what I was noticing. Your, your pictures you post on social media, one day it's like snow and the next day it looks like summer. Yeah, it's amazing. That's pretty cool. So we have quite a large panel here on the show tonight. I think we're testing the limits of Skype. Uh, first up is a mythic figure who has somehow managed to survive hundreds of away missions despite wearing a red shirt and carrying only drumsticks to defend himself. Is Andy Fark a five-year mission? Hi, how you guys doing there? Hey. <laughs> Are we sure that's Andy? I, well, I, I, you know it's me because I almost, I almost dropped an F bomb. Ah, nice. Okay, that's the Andy <laughs> we were looking for. That's the Andy we were looking for. So uh, another member of everybody's favorite Trek band is also here with us tonight, and I don't care what AMC TV and Kevin Smith say. To me, he's the real comic book man. It's Mike Rittenhouse. <laughs> hello, everybody. Welcome hello, back to the show. Podcast voice. I like it. This is my podcast voice. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Next is the master of obscure movie still frame posting on social media. Welcome, friend of the show, Brian Knack. How are you, sir? Hi. Long time, first time, everybody. What's going on? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've spoken to you. We met at STLV last year, and you are already friends with everybody else here on the show, I imagine. It's true. Hi, guys. What's going on? Hey, Brian! Hi! You, you failed to mention I'm calling from uh, my, my hometown and Tony Todd and Zachary Kinto's hometown of uh, Pittsburgh, PA. Oh, very cool. Greetings. Greetings. You're probably the physically the closest person to me on this show right now. Yeah, I would, uh, yeah probably. Yeah, I think so. You're the, the farthest east of everyone else. So finally, he's a very late addition to the panel. So late, in fact, I didn't have time to think of anything to say for him. He's Paramount, our Paramount Inside Connection. Uh, Adam Drosen is here and sounds like a plane is crashing in his backyard. Yeah, they fly over the uh, the neighborhoods looking for uh, criminals. Hey, guys, what's going on? We had a huge car chase here that I watched literally for an hour in L.A. No way. And I'm currently standing outside of Stage 5 at Paramount where they filmed such masterpieces as Star Trek, The Undiscovered Country, Rosemary's Baby, Mulholland Drive. Your video blog. My video blog. I don't I, Soon, I guess, maybe. But thanks, thanks for having me back, guys. This is my favorite podcast ever. Oh, thank thanks, you. Man. Very, very kind of you to say. So, guys, we are now four months out from STLV. Uh, I know Heather posted that on Twitter earlier, and we're all dying to talk about it. So uh, we're, we're getting pretty close. That's nuts, isn't it? I feel like we just got back from last year. And it wasn't, weren't we just lamenting it was like a year away? It's <laughs> Only four it, more months of people looking for tickets. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
I had a straight up panic attack when um, they first announced that the general admission tickets were uh, sold out because I was getting ready to buy them my next paycheck. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to buy a single day every day and it'll be so bad. But uh, thankfully, that didn't have to happen. Oh, you got lucky. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing I, I wanted to just real quickly say about, again, I only know a lot of people like to get down on creation about their customer service because I, I had bought it when they put it back on sale for that uh, 375 after hiking it up another 125 Oof. and uh, they bumped it back down with like in an hour so i got on the phone with them like hey what's up with this and they said like no we're gonna pay you back immediately and to their credit they did so uh good on creation for sticking to their word on that yeah knack didn't they do that to you too yeah yeah i got my refund oh good i'm a, glad to know a, that what a, our national tragedy is over that was weird <laughs> the price <laughs> so the, the mysterious price hike of 2016 never forget yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was our episode one, shore leave episode one controversy, wasn't it? Um, yep. oh gosh, I know we were doing one and the tickets first went on sale, like the, a few minutes before we started recording. So we were all like, stop the presses, have to buy tickets. And then they sold out within a day or two, I think. Yeah, that was the, that was the general admission ones, right? And that was because I think they already had the two higher end tickets prices yeah. already out there. They were already on sale. Yeah. Where Captains was already sold out, wasn't it? Yeah. I Well, I think so. So that means everyone on this call has their tickets already, right? Yes. No need. Ah, that's no right. No need. You five of your mission guys get comped. Because Mike and I are special. <laughs> You're certainly special. Hey. <laughs> so this Wait. is the first time you guys have been on the show since the big announcement. Which announcement's that? Oh, are you playing dumb with us, Andy? <laughs> playing? Who's playing? Here's the alley. Oh, oh. The announcement you made on our friends podcast. Ah, the Trek Geeks podcast. Bill and Dan, those are Yahoos. Are you talking about you talk about the Lido Deck podcast? Yes. <laughs> the, the, or the brand new Love Boat podcast with John Champion. Best Hysterical. ever. I loved it. Great job, guys. So we're all excited about you guys being the, the band again. Hey, we are too. Yeah, you know, no diss to the guys last year, but I felt like every time I was in the main theater, they kept doing the Terminator theme, just like, dum 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 And you guys, like, switch, you switched it up, like, all the time. Like, yeah, seriously, Alice Creek leaves, dum 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 And then, you know, uh, Brian Fuller comes on, it's the same thing. But I remember when Simon Pegg came out, you guys started playing the song. He's like, whoa, hold up. That's Sisters of Mercy from The World's End, and he loved it. So I'm just, I can't wait to see what you guys picked for this year. Yeah, that was pretty last minute because because uh, Simon Pegg got got added what like the week before yeah, like, or something yeah. like that maybe a few weeks yeah. before and I was like I was like ooh what can we do for Simon Pegg I was like oh, Sisters of Mercy I I and I'm the drummer and I even knew the bass line so I was backstage teaching Noah the bass line for uh, <laughs> for uh, Lucretia My Reflection by Sisters of Mercy because I was a I had a I had a little goth period when I was about fifteen do I don't think photos? that period the goth period never ends truly. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do tend to shuffle whenever whenever this the Smiths come on. So speaking of uh, you guys being the house band, are you are you working on any secret projects for the convention that you can tell us about? Um, we have some ideas of uh, what we want to play a, f a few of the people out with, but nothing concrete because uh, this year. One of the contract stipulations is that we have to have everything approved by CBS. <gasps> mm. uh, so I was really hoping to uh, play Kirstie Alley. Right. Uh, I was. I, we were hoping to play Kirstie Alley out with the, the theme from Cheers, but since it's an NBC show, they might not be too keen on that. So. Ooh. 
we're going to have to do some serious thinking. But I do know that I really want to play Whoopi Goldberg out with uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Oh, that would be <laughs> awesome. There's like six options for Whoopi Goldberg that would be hilarious and amazing. Okay, give them to me. I mean, anything from Sister Act would be great. No, oh, yeah. Something from Ghost would be great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, what was, the, what was the popular song in Ghost? Unchained Melody. Yep. Unchained Melody. If you oh, played like geez. a really awesome punk version of that song, come on. That would rock. Do it. That. Yeah, you I still can vote for shirtless, Mike. <laughs> no, Noah and I can have like a like a, a pottery wheel, like a little pottery wheel. Oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> who sits in the front? And who sits in the back? Yeah, who's 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 spooning who in that, in that situation? <laughs> they should make it a thing, you know. Like every year, Michael Westmore gets up on stage and like does somebody's makeup. It's like get up on stage with Whoopi and like make a sensual sculpture. <laughs> this is such a good idea. <laughs> I like everything that's happening right now. So I wanted to ask you guys, Andy and and Mike, since you're back on the show here, I know you guys play a lot of uh, generalized like sci-fi cons and comic type cons out by where you are. Is is it really different playing those cons versus playing the Las Vegas Star Trek con? (laughs) Way different. So I know you guys have some traveling fans who come to a lot of your cons out there that you go to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a fairly dedicated local fan base, probably... Mm -hmm. Uh, the well, hell, last time we played in Cleveland, we had quite a pretty good good handful of people just follow us all the way to Cleveland from Indianapolis. And uh, but out of the out of these other sci-fi conventions, we just play like our regular set, like our own songs. Hmm. Um, Vegas is a whole different beast, especially when we're the house band. Now that we're doing it the second time around, because uh, we have to learn all these covers and intros and outros and kind of be on our toes all day long. So. Definitely a whole different situation for for Vegas. I, I think the biggest <laughs> difference between the regular conventions we play in Vegas is that at those conventions, we're really only working like maybe two or three hours at mm. the most with setting up and tearing down and playing our concert. And the rest of the time we spend just hanging out at our booth in Vegas when we're the house band. I mean, we're working from like 8 a.m. until 7 p.m. Yeah. nonstop. We're right there at the side of the stage, ready to jump on and play something. And Yeah, because you, you never know who, when someone's going to go short, when someone's going to go long. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, you can always just kind of be on your toes. And if, if Andy's had Indian food the night before. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, that was a horrible, horrible day. Uh, so now you guys are going to be on stage so much more uh, as the house band. Do you, do you guys have to spend a lot of time memorizing more of the catalog than you, you normally would have on hand for the other conventions? Oh, yeah. We're actually already starting rehearsing a lot of our kind of deeper cuts. What did nice. we do at practice the other night we haven't done for a while? We did a... Uh, Aaron DeMercy. Mm. Uh, I'm up for the red hour. He's... Why can't I think the of Return it? of the Archons. Yeah, yeah, we hadn't we hadn't done those two in quite a while, but yeah, because uh, like I said, you never know when they're going to ask us to kind of you know stretch things out, and you know, like go ahead and play one of your songs. Oh crap, what do we have left that we that we have rehearsed? Jazz so, Odyssey. It, Jazz Odyssey. I'm waiting for it. Yeah, one of these days after Puppet Show. My new favorite five-year mission thing is like whenever I'm in a bad mood these days or like I'm like kind of feeling blah, I'll put on the beam down video. I'll be like, you guys, STLV, and uh, just cheers me right up. Yeah, that was a fun one to do just because we were able to get a lot of the fans involved. And 
I know at least two of you that are on the panel here right now were uh, had their had their ugly mugs. Go cheer fleet. <laughs> cheer fleet. <laughs> yeah, cheer fleet. <laughs> <laughs> so what else are you guys planning when you're out there? Hanging out as much as possible after the after the the day is over. Nice. Uh cuz I'm I'm just looking forward to hanging out with all you guys. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Um, that's that's what I'm looking forward to the most more than anything else. Yeah. Absolutely. There's been no talk of you guys getting to do some kind of show somewhere. No, there's definitely not going to be a show unless uh there's a unless there's a no show up in the Voodoo Lounge or an unnamed artist that will still go unnamed, but I have insider information uh might drop out of the dessert party. Hmm. Well, okay, I'm sorry. They're calling it the dance party this year. No longer the, the, the dessert party. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of wondering the same thing, and then I did some digging, asked, asked a couple questions, and yeah, that's exactly what it is. Okay. So well, what we're trying to do is um, allow get creation to allow us to do like like four songs like at the end of each day as everyone's kind of filing out of the theater or if they want to stick around for those four songs, just have us do that. So then basically by the... By the end of the day, you'll probably have heard probably 10 of our songs. Okay. And it's all said and done. Yeah. That sounds uh, cool. That's awesome. I still yeah. wish that we could, like, really hear you guys. Like, the, the total environments, uh, like the dessert party of two years ago. Right. Um, which I always mention because that was just so much fun. Yep. And I, started, I remember I made a – I don't think I'd even met you. At that point, but uh, but I, I saw the picture of you doing the selfie in front of us as we were playing. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's who that is. Yeah, the R two D two dress girl. Yep. Yep. That's me. That, that was the day we met Donnie. That's right. Oh, Donnie. Oh, Hi, Donnie. Donnie. Who was my uh, my 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 doppelganger for the night? Oh, yes. we talked about that on the last shore leave, didn't we? We did. We did. did. I still have to dig that video out. I mentioned it and I didn't post it like I said I was gonna. I am such a bad person. Horrible. <laughs> You're horrible, Jeff. Ugh, horrible. This is interesting news to know for sure, then, that the crappy ice cream and cookies is going to be gone. Well, Um, no, I I think that's still a part of it. Oh, no, no. (laughs) Why? Well, I mean, it just says dance party and it doesn't mention. That means they won't feed you. That's fine. (laughs) That ice cream was terrible anyway. Uh, Maybe that's why they're not using it as a selling point. Yeah, could be. Yeah, only gold and weekend patrons. Blah 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 blah. Centerpiece contest. Walks in. And, and anyone else that we sneak in. Right. Yeah. yeah we'll just we'll, we'll just basically do what we did last year and just sneak like eight of us in the back door. Sounds Sounds good. Sounds can gross, I? Can but... I be Megan again? Can I be Megan again? Yes. <laughs> okay. Awesome. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so that means you 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 guys know who's going to be playing that party, right? Uh, Is it Cypheride again? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah okay, I, I I don't. I'm, it hasn't been announced, so I'm 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 not at liberty to divulge that information. Maybe once we go off the air, I'll let you guys know. Uh, I'll stop the recording right now and, and, <laughs> and just pick up. And we all can like Wait. allude to it while not saying it. <laughs> far, far can just say it, and then you can just cut it out. Yeah, you could just. But you we can keep talking it. about it, and everyone can be jealous because you guys know. That's right. <laughs> Do it. You gonna believe it, Jeff? Sure. All right. Is this our mate? Nice. Sick. Oh, wow. Okay. And then nice. the and then the voodoo lounge is. Uh, All right. All right. 
Yeah, I'm really awesome. glad I'm not going to those parties. If you've seen them once, then you've seen them. And except for you guys, and that's, I'm not just sucking up to you because I love you, but like. You, you, you were just telling us to be nice. And well, listen to you. Well, <laughs> there's a difference between cutting people down and joking. True. And just saying, look, we've already had these people before. It's the same thing with the Nevada Pops and the um. symphony. And like, why couldn't they have worked out to bring the the, uh, the ultimate voyage? Yes, oh, ultimate okay. voyage. Why couldn't I think they? Now that this ultimate voyage has been touring and everyone's going to have seen it, the Nevada Pops is going to be a letdown. Here's my yeah. question. Here's my question about the ultimate voyage, which I haven't gotten an answer to. Is that like one orchestra that's actually touring around, or they go to yes. a city and they get that orchestra? Yeah. No, it's it's one orchestra that and it's it's amazing. I, wow. I thought it was just gonna be okay. I'm like, ah, okay, I know what it's gonna be. No, it's it's I mean you've heard this a million times, I'm sure. It's really yeah. good. Everyone um, that has seen it has said it's great and to go and, to it. And by August, everyone, you know, a, a huge portion of the audience at STLV will have seen it and like Except- they're gonna go see the pops and be like, Oh, okay. It's like <laughs> a lesser version of that. Yeah, it just would have been so amazing if they could have brought that and had that instead of just the Nevada Pops again. I mean, they're great, but they've, what, this will be my eighth year that I've gone to STLV, and I think they've been there four of those eight years. Mm. Mm. And sometimes back-to-back years, I guess yeah, the last three years. Their third year in a row, right? Yeah. Mm. two thousand. Yeah. This is, what, 2016? 2012 was uh, Avery Brooks. And then he brought another artist on, and the other artist that he's been supporting did a bunch of songs. And it was fine, but it was late, and it was like kind of slow R&B jazz stuff, so I was kind of falling asleep. Nice. Nice. Are we getting the Rat Pack back this year? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they're actually at all the the, uh, creation stops this year. Oh, cool. I'm so excited for that because this is going to be my fourth STLV. And the last three years, I always am like, you know what? I'm going to beat the traffic and drive back on Sunday afternoon. I just sit in traffic for like six hours. So, you know, I'm like, forget it. I'm going to stay until Monday and just rat pack the hell out. And uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> rat pack the hell out. You yeah, rat pack's a verb. Yeah. Tweet that to them or something. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun last year in particular. Yeah, that oh, was the yeah. only way to see it. Yes. Backstage That's right, yeah. access. Yeah, because because uh, uh, that was when we let the the Rat Pack borrow our keyboard after theirs blew up, and uh, uh, <laughs> Max's favor to us was uh, was to let us and some friends watch from backstage on the couches that Claire so lovingly put that all the stars had been farting on all weekend. Yes, that was the tweet of the convention. Yes, it was. <laughs> backstage side side of the stage watching the Rat Pack. That was. Pretty awesome. That was pretty damn cool. So, uh, guys, I hate to ask this question because I, I probably gonna yell at me for asking about it. But um, any hints about year four? Uh, we've been performing uh, the Omega Glory at our at our live shows lately. Nice. And we have what um, like ten or eleven out of sixteen of the songs yeah. de- demoed at least. Round ten. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like twenty seventeen ish? Oh definitely. Yeah, it's it's definitely not gonna be out twenty sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gonna do the uh the Kickstarter stuff again or 
Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna do Kickstarter. Nice. Yeah, I still get updates from from Spock Spring. Yeah, I know Chris. Chris yeah. is good about sending those out because we still have a, a couple songs to write. One for one for Morehouse still. Yeah. So I saw someone on Twitter the other day. It was like, I don't even know that dude's real name, and I'm like, clearly it's Emil Enterprise Extradinovich. <laughs> He's Russian. Who knew? Right. <laughs> good old Jim. We're gonna have to get him back on the show again very soon. Oh, definitely. He gets yeah. name dropped literally every episode. So. Me too. He does. <laughs> So, uh, any more five-year mission tidbits that we can share? Uh, in regards to just the con? Anything you guys want to say? It's been a long time since you've been on the show, so I'm giving uh, I'm giving you the mic to tell us anything that you guys want to tell us. Mike's over here throwing up his hands in a shrug. All right. Uh, we got a we got a bunch of conventions this summer. We're going to Danville, Illinois, Chicago, uh, Vegas, of course. A few local things here and there. Uh, but pretty much our July is completely empty because we'll be pre- prepping for Vegas. Mm. You know, Pittsburgh has a handful of nerdy cons. You know, we were, July, ju- we were just in Cleveland, and I was, I was, I was thinking about suggesting that you make the road trip from from Pittsburgh to Cleveland. Well, I was in Cleveland at Wizard World, and I saw a Five Year Mission shirt, and I really, and I, and I yeah, I, I was in line to meet Matt Smith, and I like. I waved to him and pointed to a shirt, and he gave me the deadest stare anyone's ever given me. I'm like, all right, buddy. He, <laughs> he, the... he wasn't truly one of our fans then. Yeah, our it, fans was, it was the Spock's brain shirt. So, Whoa. oh, it was Kickstarter backer then. So he said back. Yeah, it was the same one I have. What a jerk then. <laughs> yeah, he did not know what I was. You know, usually at you know conventions, people say nice shirt, nice shirt. This guy, he was an older guy too. He just thought Mac was a weirdo. That's, that's, that's around his, his neck of the woods. Yeah. Maybe he rolled some nerd in the alley and stole it from him. <laughs> I, that, that's, that's what I'm banking on. I like, yeah. I like that powder blue shirt. They're looking better on me. Nice. That, that sounds kind of like Randy May's personality style, too. Yeah, kind of does. Was, it, was, he, was he kind of an older guy? The dark, slicked back hair, thick glasses? No, this is like a white-haired dude. He could have been a Santa Claus. Uh-huh. Hmm. That's well, not we don't know who that is. and I was wearing a side fried shirt at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. You know, if you guys ever did come out to do a uh, con in Pittsburgh, I, I might be tempted to dry, make the hike out for that one. That's probably, what, about four and a half, five hours for me? That's not too bad. Yeah, it's, it's what, like eight and a half for us, something like that, probably? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah, too well, far for me. I know. <laughs> you're in. You're all. You're all. You're all the way in Colorado. Yep. Yeah. Well, we, we really should execute that uh, that idea that we had a while back of like the halfway mark between STLV uh, and the next STLV. Find a place where we can all meet in the middle for some kind of convention that the guys are playing. Bowling Green, Kentucky, last oh. weekend of February. Hmm. There you go. I'm in. There you go. Heather, it you is, in next year? Uh, maybe. It is a weekend-long party, and we and, and we, we are the only guests, and we play up, we play on Saturday night. Wait, though. Is this the furry convention? No. Okay. <laughs> then I will possibly attend. This, yeah. is, this, this is the one with, with all the room parties. Okay. As long as it's not the furry convention, we're cool. No. Right. Well, if it, if it was, you could go dress up like an Ewok. I mean, that's cool. 
Yeah, and I do wear spirit hoods, so sometimes I look like a furry, but I'm not a furry. It's kind of like a like, you know the biggest the furry hoods. It's kind of like an eight furry. I'm sensing a story here with a furry convention. Oh yes. All right, we can save that for later though. That we'll sounds like a great one. story. Okay. <laughs> so we've got a lot of listener questions here. Uh, we solicited questions on the Facebook group again for this episode. It was a, a lot of fun last time. And we've got quite a few here, and I guess we'll start off, and then we can kind of go around the the horn here and and answer them. The first question comes from uh, Desiree Rogers, and she brings up the hallway con issue. Uh, Yeah, there was a thread that got a lot of traction. Uh, Everyone has different intentions for the con, be it photo ops, autographs, panels, etc., uh, being her fifth con, she enjoys uh, cosplay and photographing people hanging out. She loves the ideas of uh, the Trekkers who weren't able to get a ticket who wanted to hang out in the hallway with friends for fun. And, um, you know, I think we brought this up briefly at the last uh, episode we did, but I know it's become a hot topic now, especially mm-hmm. since tickets have been sold out for so long. And uh, I know that the last couple that I've been to, you kind of could walk around the hallways without a ticket, but you couldn't get into any rooms. But I'm I'm kind of wondering if because of the sellout, they're going to be a little more strict about letting you in the side doors. Brian, what do you think? Um, yeah, I was going to say, I, I my first con, I'll save this for the second segment, but I, I had some normals with me who weren't actually at the convention. <laughs> and they just roamed the floor and actually were able to go into some rooms, just not the panel room. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised with, you know, more people. They'll probably hire or they'll probably get more volunteers or people sitting at the doors to be real strict about it. They don't want everyone walking around because, yeah, I mean, just random guests were walking around taking pictures. So, I mean, people could do that if they wanted. Just come and see Penn and Teller six times and then, you know, take pictures of people <laughs> in the hall. <laughs> but I wouldn't be shocked if they were a little more strict at moving the riffraff off so the other riffraff can enjoy dressing as triples or whatever. Yeah, Heather, I know you wanted to talk about this topic specifically. Uh, yeah, it's it's such a hard thing for me to talk about because on one hand, I want everybody to come. Um, I really do. And I hope that they open up maybe some more tickets so that people can because it's it makes me sad. Um, I just don't want people coming that this is their first um, STLV ever. And they're expecting to be able to get access to everything without Mm. having a ticket. Um, I've said it a lot of times in the group and have tried to clarify that, yes, while you can sneak past the people, um, when you walk down a little, there's like a little decline in the hallway. Um, When you're walking towards like the main auditorium, there's a, a couple guys like standing there and Generally, if you just look like you're a Star Trek fan, they'll let you come in. They're they're not asking to see your wristband or your lanyard. And when you do that, you can definitely walk down the hallway. Um, they do have people at the, the main panel rooms, the vendors room. I don't recall them having anyone at the bridge room. Um, but those people do look for your wristband. Uh, the lanyards aren't as important because it's just everybody gets a wristband and so that's your admission um yeah lanyards are just for fun yeah um as we've said and even as andy said with cbs having such a big hand in this year's convention it does make me wonder if security will be beefed up and if they will be much more strict about it so i am totally for all of our friends who haven't gotten tickets coming and just making the best out of it because i know that 
even if those people can't get in, if they're, you know, making everyone show their wristband and no one can go in the hallway, I know that we'll still see those people Mm -hmm. um, and they'll be doing things outside of the convention. But I just want to caution anyone that this is their first time coming. Please don't invest in in having that experience because it may not happen. Mm. Agreed. Yeah. That is good, Andy. Andy and Mike, what do you what do you think? And you know, that something else just popped into my head about this. And and since it's getting a lot of traction being talked about online and on social media, I wonder if creation will catch wind that a lot of people are thinking of doing that. What do you guys think? Uh, I agree with Heather. Um, basically, if people are planning to come and just kind of roam the halls, don't count on it. Like, don't. Uh, don't get in that mindset. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to go. I'm going to roam the halls. I'll just be able to go up and down, take pictures of the art, get on the transporter, take a picture there. Because like, like you guys were saying, basically CBS has a big hand in it. It's a sellout and it's the 50th. So I think they're probably going to end up beefing up security and not letting people go down those, that main hall with like where they put all the artwork along the wall, the Borg trans, uh, the Borg uh, regenerator and all that stuff down to quarks and everything. So basically don't rely on the thought that that is what you're going to do. Yeah, the reality. Especially for fire code situations. Exactly. Yeah. It gets crazy on Saturday afternoon right after a big panel. It's like insane (laughs) down there. Definitely. And I kind of think that because of fire code laws, they're probably not going to release more tickets. Um, But we'll see. But yeah, I just, you know, the... The photo ops, the Borg Regeneration Chamber, the Guardian, the Free Henna, the uh, I think they have balloon animals. All that stuff is not actually free. Like you are paying for that in your admission ticket. And I love everybody, but there seems to be a sense of entitlement that that stuff we should be able to access that because we come every year or whatnot. And while I totally would agree that it would be great if creation could give us a little something for coming every year and dropping several grands mm. on their convention annually, uh, that's not how creation works. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I just try to remind people to keep that in mind. And, you know, again, we're going to see everybody and there have been a lot of good recommendations on stuff to do. Um, Michael Wen posted a little bit about like what to do if I don't have a ticket for STLB. And, uh, there are some ideas in there. There's another, there's a toy convention happening at the Orleans hotel. And a lot of people have been really excited about that. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's definitely lots of stuff to do. So I would say, yes, you can probably make a vacation out of coming just don't count on being able to access anything past the front door of the convention. Even if you sit in the casino at like peak hours, that's going to be fun if you don't have a ticket. I mean, lower your expectations. If you don't have a ticket, you're not going to get to do all the fun stuff. But if you just like seeing people in costume, being nerdy and having a good time, if you just walk into the casino, they will be there. Yeah, and probably celebrities. Some of the guests come and hang out at the bar. Yep. Or they yeah. at least walk oh, up and down sure. the hallway. And, and let's be honest, high. that's the best part anyway. <laughs> like this being there with all the people taking yeah. over the Rio and those poor Rio employees just, yeah. waiting, <laughs> for, just waiting for next week to be there. <laughs> that's the best part. You know, that's actually good advice too because there's that super long hallway, right, that leads all the way down to the convention space that's not, 
you know, convention territory until you cross over that threshold. And I, I've seen tons of the celebs walking up and down that hallway. So if you don't have a ticket, that's a great place to hang out, kind of outside the um, the hash house area, yeah, Starbucks yeah. area. Tons yeah. of people walk by there. Yeah, if you just want photo ops with people in costume, you stand near the hash house for 15 minutes, you'll fill up your uh, camera and you can go about your day. Heck yeah. <laughs> we saw Walter Koenig waiting in the Starbucks line last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I sat and talked cool. with him two years ago at Starbucks after the convention. Claire and I saw him and just kind of, I think Claire went over. I don't remember what she said, but she was just very kind and polite to him. And we wound up having like a 30-minute conversation and got selfies with him. So it was awesome. He was wearing that like Reservoir Dogs Trek type shirt. Oh, um, yeah. And so I have a picture of him, like, showing off his shirt. It was awesome. It was a great way for us to end the convention that year. Oh, Walter Cannon. Yeah. Yeah, because I know at the, at the masquerade, we ended up running into, uh, let's see, Nicole DeBear, mm-hmm. Rod Roddenberry. Uh, what's the uh, band leader of the Rat Pack? What's his name? Casey Biggs? Who's the? Max Grudenchik. Max. The, oh, it's Max. The, the keyboard player. The, the keyboard player. I can't remember his oh, name. Yeah, he, he stood there and talked to me and Chris for like two hours. Yeah, two like two hours. Yeah. T- uh, t- Tony Todd was down there. Yeah. Um, oh crap! I can't a, remember. a lot of people kept coming and going. Yeah. Throughout the evening. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a, the masquerade bar. If you just want to like keep an eye out for stars, that's the way to go. And you'll be like, mm-hmm. holy crap, there went so and so. Yeah. So so basically, even even if you can't get in, you'll at least get a glimpse of a star, or maybe be able to buy the even buy them a drink. Yeah, you can still have an experience. So I still encourage people to come and have fun with us, definitely. Yeah, I know people who didn't go to the convention but stayed at the Rio with us. And they tell their friends to this day, years later, about the time that they were in Vegas for the Star Trek convention. And they never went to any panels, never did any photo ops. So just being in the, you know, walking in that casino for a few hours, you're going to have an experience. The only thing I would have to say, honestly, is that if you want to do hallway con, like, that's awesome. It's a dope idea. Do it for, like, Friday and Saturday. Don't do the whole week because, honestly, the first time I went to STLV in 2013, I did the whole weekend and I kind of lost my mind. It's uh, it's fun, but it's, like, not a sh- it's not like a chill experience. Like, you, it's, like, very overwhelming, especially yeah. if, like, you know, we were talking about if you're not great in crowds or if you're, like, socially awkward. It's, like, a stressful experience in a way. Yeah. It's just very overwhelming. It's a yeah. sensory overload. So I'd say if you want to do hallway con, try and do it, like, two, three days the most. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent advice, Adam. That actually leads perfectly into another question we got from another listener uh, by the name of Damien Siegel. And uh, Damien says, what about how to survive STLV? Uh, many times there's not enough time to sit down and have a meal. A couple of places that offer grab-and-go food tend to have super long lines. and don't have time for that. Uh, and he says there's no more no more Burger King burgers at the Rio. Did that close up? I didn't know yes, that. Yes, it closed. I'm not coming anymore. Oh, it closed, <laughs> it closed and it's going to be replaced by Colorado grown smash burger. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like that scary. yeah. No, it's not. It is better quality. Like it is slightly more expensive, but I don't think it's going to be ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Um, I actually I just had that for the first time here in Jersey about a week and a half ago. It was my first are smash they in burger. Jersey? That's yes, awesome. they are. Yeah, Jersey. Colorado. Yeah. Jersey no. represent Colorado. <laughs> so and to going on our states damien also asks what do you do 
Uh, do you bring food, snacks, drinks um, to get you through the weekend? Uh, we, we're curious to know what other people's regiment is. So um, I, I always bring some food. Actually, usually I'll stop at a supermarket. Uh, I always rent the car when I'm out there. So I always go to a supermarket and stock up on a few things you don't need to cook, you know, and throw them in a little backpack and walk around the con floor with, you know, like a power bar or whatever in my pockets. I don't always have to buy food there because it does get kind of expensive. But um, bottles of water, very, very important. Heather, what else do you think? Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty terrible at this because I don't eat well while I'm there. I don't sleep enough while I'm there. Um, Pretzels. (laughs) Yeah. That pretzel hot dog is good. Several Wetzel's pretzels bites is my sustenance for the entire day. Um, Yeah, you know, it kind of depends on whether you are flying into the con, driving into the con, and what you have access to. Um, You could definitely get a cab if you don't have other transportation and run over to a grocery store. The rooms at the Rio do have a mini fridge. The rooms at the Gold Coast don't have them, but you can get them, I think, for $10 for the entire stay. Hmm. Um, So you can store some stuff there. It is good to just kind of tell yourself that you're you're going to eat. (laughs) Maybe set a reminder in your phone to do those things. Um, You know, we said in the last podcast, I think we were talking about how with the increased attendance this year, are the lines going to be longer at the restaurants? And that is very likely. So, you know, I do encourage people, if you're flying and you don't want to go away from the Rio, then maybe bring some stuff in your suitcase, you know, non-perishable items, of course, Mm. um, that you can snack on and set yourself a bedtime. It's that will 4 a.m. <laughs> that will work. I, I think naps are essential. That's oh, the yeah. most essential thing. Just plan for naps, man. Power naps. <laughs> that's actually true. It's good advice. It's good advice. I did it a couple times, and I wasn't even staying at the Rio last year. I actually would get in the car and drive the 15 minutes back to the hotel I was staying in and just pass out for an hour and then come back, you know, right after the con was over. Because everybody's kind of, you know, recovering after the con officially ends for the day. You kind of go back up to your room, right, for a little while. Refresh like and then six come back. and nine. That's good napping time. Oh, big time. I will say this after so many years of going, don't bring heels. Just don't <laughs> wear heels, ladies. Just don't. You want to look sexy, right? I know, but just don't bring the heels. <laughs> like I have finally learned after last year not to bother wearing heels. So everyone just bring comfortable shoes is the point. You will be walking a lot, whether you are staying at the Rio, at the Gold Coast, et cetera. Um, It's a lot of walking. So take care of your feet. Definitely. And no pink tank tops, Andy. Yeah, right. That's Andy and I are both bringing our pink tank tops and we're going to see who looks the best. It's me. I know. (laughs) It's you really. (laughs) So, Andy and Mike, um, Mountain Dew, creatine, how do you guys survive out there? <laughs> this year, we are going to hop in the car with you and hit a grocery <laughs> store. Okay. Because, man, that was last year. That was what, a nightmare. What, what I've found that works best for me in the past is to send the guys from Tricorder Transmissions to In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Del Taco. <laughs> Raising Canes. That's the best, man. Raising Canes is awesome. I love Raising Canes. What but is yes, that? It's a chicken finger place. 
Oh, oh I remember okay. doing that. It's the bomb. Raising Cane's is the bomb, but there's like an it's like a chain, but like there's an indie place, an indie chicken place. Yeah, I'm cool like that. Um it was called it used hipsters. To be called, such a hipster. It used to be called uh um B FG, like the big friendly giant's baked fried grilled, and now it's called strip and dip. So I recommend that. Strip and dip. That's my that's my thing. Like, you know, recently I like for the last like six seven weeks i haven't eaten any carbs dairy or sugar and half of it's because i'm doing a cosplay for the first time this year but the other half of it is because like whenever i get to vegas i just want to eat like i have two buttholes because the food's so good out there <laughs> I, I swear i was like i was yeah no i was tweeting with the, i was uh, tweeting with uh, uh bill from trek geeks today about that so it's like i've got my cheesesteak spot i've got strip and dip i've got my breakfast spot and, uh, like, I'm trying to add, like, new spots to go to. So, like, yeah, you know, I'll bring, like, a, a you know, a granola bar, like, maybe, like, some trail mix or something for the con. But, like, I saw people saying, like, yeah, you know, like, I'll just get, like, Subway or whatever. I'm like, listen, man, if you're going to go to Vegas for your vacation, don't get a Subway sandwich. Get something, like, legit. So that's, you know, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Unfortunately, that's not always an option for everybody, though, um, unless you're willing to spring for a cab, which in Vegas is very expensive. But Adam is volunteering to let any of you listeners <laughs> out there. He's going to be driving to the con, so he'll take you to all these places he's mentioning right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you hop in the Drosmobile. It's a compact, but uh, we'll squeeze it in. It's a you're clown right car. He liked that. He, he liked that, that chicken place before. It was cool. <laughs> what, can, what can I say? <laughs> All right, so we've got a couple more questions here. Oh, the next one comes from uh, one of our very close friends, Mr. Andy Fark himself. And he wants to know who's going to be buying him drinks all week. Yeah, who? I think we settled this. Isn't it Jim Morehouse? Oh. I know there there were a few people that have already made offers on that, so. If if we spread them out, like. No, right. like try not to get them all on one night. We right. might we might be able to uh, survive the whole weekend. Yeah. So basically, people get in line to buy me drinks. Okay, I will gladly accept them. Well, what are you exchanging for these drinks? A little dance <laughs> in the pink tank top. In the pink not, tank maybe top. Maybe not the pink tank top, but you know, uh, yes, in the pink tank top. There's probably gonna be a little bit of song. There's yeah, yeah. Oh, you get serenades for a drink. I mean, I got, I, I got, I got, I got a closet closet full of G strings. I'm bringing with me. Um, pink tank tops. Pink tank tops. Well, just I only have the one pink tank top. It's a little stretched out, but you know, it'll work. So, on the yeah. topic, on the, I'm sorry. On the topic of free drinks, I just want to throw this out there on Mike. A few months ago, Clara tweeted uh, something like a trivia thing. She's like, "If you can name this movie, I'll buy you a free drink at the Masquerade Bar." And within like five seconds, I'm like, "Home Alone, done. You owe me." So, Claire, I know you're listening to this. I haven't forgotten. I'm, I'm collecting in a few months. Uh oh. Ah. Didn't Claire say that she didn't have to buy a single drink last year? Mm, yeah. Well, I also, I, I also had that giant stash from the Federation of Beer. That I was just like oh, giving yeah. away because I was like, there's no way I'm drinking an entire case of this beer. Oh, I got one of those. You did? I got one too, yeah. I think See? I did too. See? <laughs> yeah. It's all cool. about who you know, people. Just That's know right. Andy. He'll give I'm you free drinks. Know people. Well, we're stocking up this year. Oh, yes. Definitely. So let's see here. Uh, next question. And I always have trouble with pronouncing people's names. So again, hopefully this is correct. Butcher. Uh, Yenezia uh, Hernandez, I think. I hope. Yesenia? Yesenia? Yeah, I think that's it. 
Yeah, yeah, Yazenia, yeah. Okay, sorry. Sorry, sorry if we butchered your name. Good good thing there's editing. Good thing there's editing. Uh, She says, what about the most memorable panels you've been to? Uh, Since last year was my first, I sat through most of the panels because they were all new to me. I can see how veteran Congors might not want to see all the panels anymore. That's a really good point. Yeah, I'm known for saying that. I've said that a few times. That I don't I'm, I'm, really. I'm Team Heather on this one. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> you and I are on the same page as this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, because I just don't really go to the panels anymore, and I, I go to see my friends. Um, I sat on maybe two panels last year. One of those being the mission log panel. Uh, but my all-time favorite panel, I guess, wasn't really a panel. That was Leonard Nimoy's kind of going away speech that I talked about in the last podcast. Knack, what what am I supposed to be saying here? Oh, I thought you were just, well, I was agreeing with the fact that you don't do a lot of panels and they can kind of, Jim is the opposite of us. They kind of grade, uh, we're, we're closer to Claire and that they get a little bit, a uh, little awkward with the, the people asking the questions. <laughs> That's what I remember from the panels. Yeah, I know that sometimes. You're running we- out of the room cringing. Yeah, we get up and leave when the questions start sometimes. Um, but oh, gosh, I know that the Voyager panel was really fun last year. I didn't get to see it, but I got to watch the live tweets about it. Um, so I think any of those like cast reunion type panels are ones that you shouldn't miss. What are some other ones that they've? What do you What do you guys think? I mentioned it on the last time I did shore leave, but one trek mine, Jordan Hoffman, so much right. fun, guys. Yeah, those hysterical are fun. crowd participation. It's like Twitter live. It's the best. So mm-hmm. one trek mine's awesome. Uh, I kind of geek out real hard about like the writers and the directors and stuff. So I loved when uh, Brian Fuller was there last year. Brandon Braga, Manny Cotto. Uh, the one actor who I'd recommend uh, you guys check out if you haven't seen her is Alice Krieger because she's just fascinating uh, beyond Star Trek. Just a really interesting, really well-spoken and just beautiful to look at. So go check out Alice Krieger. Yeah, I can I pop back in? I will say um, so people that haven't been before the way the convention is set up, there's the main Roddenberry Theater um, which last year I think was the Nimoy Theater. I don't know if it will go back to Roddenberry this year um, or not, but that kind of has the the bigger names in it, those big uh, cast reunions and whatnot. Brian Fuller was actually in that one last year too. And then the secondary theater, the DeForest Kelly Theater, is stuff like Jordan Hoffman's panels, um, Mission Log panel, uh claire's panel that was uh literature and trek sorry claire i can't remember the title of it those are in the yeah in the secondary theater and right now i don't think a lot has been mentioned about the types of panels that they're going to do i know they're going to have something about the new series going on and i assume anything like that's going to be in the main theater but yeah, definitely don't don't ignore the stuff that's going on in a smaller theater just because it's a smaller theater. Um, I know, def- those are the best. I love those, and they yeah. don't get awkward. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> they don't get awkward. They don't. No one asks. <laughs> no one wants to ask about forty-five-year-old 
Oh, I can't. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love I love when you get people like uh, Larry Nemechek and John Tenuto who just have such a deep knowledge of not only the shows but also the production history, and they'll put Absolutely. on these great, you know, so cool. And you get these great slideshows. Like last year, John Tenuto did one that was just about Star Trek: The Undiscovered Country, Star Trek Six, and that was just so fascinating. I love that kind of stuff too. And again, the IDW theater. comic book panel was great. The which one? The IDW comic book panel. Oh, yeah, that, that I was missed. great. Yeah. That oh, was really great. So they gave away for, like a bag of comics, like loot to people on the way out the door. It was the best. I still haven't read the comic that you gave me, of course. Yeah, she stole from my back. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite panels was in that second room. There was a reunion for the cast or some of the cast members from Star Trek The Experience. That right. was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm friends with a couple of them. They're such nice people, but there was such a, a emotional outpouring, and there were people in the audience who used to go to the experience who knew them when they worked there, and it was just a wonderful exchange between fans and and the people who loved working there, and it was just really amazing. And I, that's one thing I really like about that second theater is you get I think you get a much more intimate experience in there. You really do. Um... And I love the um, Women in Trek panel. Yeah. Um, That's my favorite. I try to go every year. There's just so much gold in that room. Um, So just don't overlook it. Definitely. Definitely. The the unfortunate thing is that the the main schedule for anyone who doesn't know comes out like a week before the convention. Um, Usually the, the Wednesday before. So... Maybe this year it'll come out like the Monday before. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's you don't get it until kind of the last minute. So you have to sit there and everyone recommends just like either printing it off, making a spreadsheet. Once you're at the convention, make sure to bring a highlighter so that you can go through and highlight the stuff that you really want to see. Um, one of the subjects that has come up, I think it was one of the I think it was our post for the last podcast. We didn't get around to addressing it, um, but someone asked, I think it was Eric, asked about an app, having an app for the convention. And I saw that question also pop up in the official uh, Star Trek convention group. And I know that a couple years ago, someone did did, uh, point out that they used an app called Bloodhound that had the schedule on it. But it was pretty terrible. Like I used it for maybe one day and came to the conclusion that it was terrible and then stopped using it. Well, you know, I'll, this this is probably going to sound like hyper super nerdy. But what I do is if you go to the pre-registration uh, the night before or you go and get the schedule off the website a couple of days before, I went through and actually put all the panels I wanted to see in my my iPhone calendar. So I could just pop open my calendar and know exactly where I needed to be at any given time. So, you know, most people have smartphones now. So, you know, you have a calendar in there. You know, worst case scenario, it'll take you, you know, a half an hour, you know, the night yeah. before, the morning of, and just, just put it all on the calendar. Yeah, but that's tedious. <laughs> it would be really <laughs> awesome, you know, creation, if you ever listen to us, it would be really awesome to have a functional app that had the schedule, especially as, as people have pointed out when there are scheduled changes. Um, you know, every year, just like Dan had said on the last podcast that he, I forget which celebrity he had the photo op with, but it might've been Jeffrey Combs. I think, um, that, you know, the, the time changed and there's really no notification unless you happen to be walking by 
one of the signs by the photo ops and the autographs or you're in the main theater, they really don't communicate when these changes happen. And mm-hmm. so that means that you miss your your opportunity. I, I'd really hope that they've changed that this year. But definitely for those people um, who are getting photo ops and autograph autograph ops, just try to keep your ears they, open. Do they have a web presence even during the convention? Like, I mean, does the creation have a Facebook page where they say, okay, guys, here's the lineup for today? No, I don't think they ever have. Like, yeah, it's, like they don't even have that. That's, that. That seems very strange to me. It's yeah, it really come down to the groups and between the unofficial group and then the official group. I've seen people go in and post, you know, hey, th- there was a time change here. And actually during the time of the convention, you know, right now we we have it set so that one of the administrators has to approve the post just so that we don't get a lot of multiple things and spam. Um, and I will probably turn that off while we're there because I know I won't be paying a ton of attention to the group. Um, so that when those urgent things do happen, people can post and then hopefully we can find out that way. Um, and Twitter too, um, hashtag STLV. People can follow along and get that I kind hope, of information. I hope everyone uses that that time when you release that you know that rule to complain about the Star Trek trailer, oh. even though the movie's out. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> can you believe they used the Beastie Boys? Oh my God! <laughs> I just I just thought of a one random real quick before I forget. Uh, one other fun thing I like in the secondary theater. It's not really a panel. It's the no bid au- no no minimum bid auction mm-hmm. that's run by uh, Gary Berman, who's one of the co guys at Creation. Uh, Adam's the one who hosts the main stage, but I think Gary is like hysterically just has such a weird old New York Jew energy, <laughs> and um, he like just like the, they 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 auction some crazy stuff like. Like it's just fascinating to watch the things people like to bid on. The the one thing I wanted to get was the um the gold Spock wine decanter. Like you pop off Spock's head and you can pour wine out of it. So that's <laughs> all. So if you if you guys are interested in that, like go check out the secondary theater for. They do it like every day. I think they they have a, yeah. a, a, an auction every day there. I think they do, and they did have like the auction. So the auction room that they had last year. They is that a separate one from these? I think it was like yes, yes. Okay. That was that was prop works, and right. I don't think I don't think they're going to be back this year because they're being sued by CBS. But oh, um, yikes! Yeah, not good. But um, that that was a separate thing from the creation run. No bid, no minimum bid auctions. Hmm. Okay. So Andy and Mike, as the house band, you guys sat through every panel. That first year. Do you have any cool behind the scenes panel memories? Three days in a row of Harlan Ellison. <laughs> nice. Oh, those that were was, the best. That was the most amazing time <clears throat> I've ever had, especially especially in the mornings, because we met him the very first day, and uh, it was Adam introducing us. He was like, he was like, Harlan, this is the band. He's like, the what? <laughs> but the, 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 they're the band. They're the house band. They're gonna be playing you on stage. What, like a rock band? And I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, like a rock band. In fact, it is a rock band. He goes, oh, I hope you're not horrible. I was like, no, don't, don't worry, we're not. So, yeah, like, that's, not Max. that's just how he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that. So the the I only love difference that. between what Andy is saying and what actually happened is there isn't an F word every third word. In- right. <laughs> I'm censoring myself doing doing my Harlan impersonation. 
He was one of my favorite STLV stories. I forgot to mention it when we were talking about our favorite like photo ops or autographs or whatever. But I, I my second year was when he was there, and he was signing the copies of the uh, uh, the comic book they made of yeah, yeah. City on the Edge Forever. Exactly, they made a comic book out of it with IDW that year, and he was just signing them for free. And I knew it was free autographs, so I bought. I brought my copy of uh, Deathbird Stories, which is a oh, short story okay. collection of his. Yeah, so cool. And I was like kind of nervous because obviously he's got this reputation of being super prickly. And I, was, I just imagined in my head, he's like, you're going to fucking buy something before I sign this for you? you know? kinda, pardon my language. Excuse me. <laughs> but um, no, he was like super cool because everyone else was just getting their, their comic signed or whatever. And he, he stopped and looked at it for a second. He was like, oh, this is so interesting. This is this and that. And then, like on the, he introduced me to his wife because she like she had like a week weird dedication for her or something in that book she's like yeah that's her that's my wife i was like oh that's that's super cool and um he autographed it and the the sharpie bled through onto the next page and he's like oh the cheap paper they print these things on i'm like nah it's even better now man so i love him that was one of my favorite stlv stories my my favorite was the second day because because i kind of got to know him a little bit backstage and he like he like recognized me and knew my name, which I thought I always think is so crazy when like Star Trek alum know my know me by name. Uh, I mean, you do enough of these conventions that you kind of start developing relationships now and then. But uh, the second day, I, I like I'm standing backstage in the hallway, getting ready to go to the stage door, and I just hear get it's getting closer and closer, coming from the auditorium, and all of a sudden I just hear bam. And I look over to my left, and it's Harlan on like a hover round, and he had smashed through the doors, going full speed. <laughs> and then he just like he starts slowing down, but then he crashes into a wall, and it like lifts him up out of the seat. And I go, "Whoa, Harlan, you hooked you, Harlan, you okay?" And he goes, "Ugh, they, they just, damn thing got away from me." And I was like, "Yeah, they, they, they tend to do that now and then." He's like, and I was like, "I was like, so are you? Are you, are you, you feeling good this morning? You ready to go up there?" He goes, "Son, let me somebody tell you something. Last night they rode me hard and put put me away wet, which I know is an old <laughs> saying, but I looked at it and I was like, I was like, well, you're in Vegas. Normally you kind of have to pay really good money for something like that." And he laughed so hard, and I was like, "I just got a huge belly laugh out of Harlan Ellison. Yes, nice." You're such a nerd. Shut up. (laughs) I'll throw my Harlan story on the pile then since we're all telling Harlan stories. So it was the same same year that Adam was getting his autograph and I had my uh, City on the Edge comic in my hand and I had the one with the um, the Juan Ortiz cover on it. So because Juan was there. Right. So uh, you wait in this ridiculously long line. Uh, People just kind of swamped all over Harlan's booth when he was there and so I, unbeknownst to me, I found out afterwards. So I get all the way up there, and and Juan Ortiz is kind of sitting in the back of the booth, and Harlan is up front signing books. And um, you know, they had the handler guy there. He was sitting next to Harlan. And Harlan's very nice. He was very nice to me. Signed the signed my comic for me. And I asked the handler. I said, "Do you think Juan Ortiz would want to sign this cover too?" So and it, I, I've Juan Ortiz looked like someone just ran over his dog I mean, he was like in the worst possible mood um, and that's right yeah so so he he does come over and begrudgingly signs the comic book and i'm like oh thanks i appreciate that and he's like yeah right, right. so i if only did i find out later that that there was some kind of a tragic accident and i guess his management didn't send enough copies of his book there and he had like no books to sell so yeah. when he did his signing he had nothing to sign <laughs> Oh. Yeah, and they sold out like the first day, 
And it was horrible. I felt terrible because I thought he was just being a jerk. I didn't realize that that he had had that horrible event happen and kind of ruined his convention for him. Yeah, well, so. his, I, I, his publisher, I think, just completely underestimated how many books he, he could sell there. Yeah, it was it was he only had like a stack of maybe I looked like 15 or 20 that first day. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, what? I'll wait. I'll wait and get it You know, later. I wasn't going to buy it front load and spend all my money up front. I figured, you know, he'll have them, you know, the next day or so. But nope. <laughs> So let's see one more question to go here. And this is from Wally Isaacs. And he has this is good. He has a question about getting autographs. Uh, he said, I've seen a movie. Po- I have a movie poster that I'd like to get signed. Is that allowed? Yes, it is. Is there an order to how this is done after you buy your ticket? This is my first con. I was lucky to get a captain's chair ticket. I would like info about autographs and photo ops. Uh, if I don't get any photos right now, will I be able to put photos or autographs at the con or should I look around before? Uh, oh, and he likes the idea of the Disney podcast. So, Yay. yes, you are absolutely allowed to bring movie posters, and but they will, as far as I know, most people who sit in the vendor's room will actually charge you to sign things that you bring. So, right. um, you yeah, know, they be don't careful sell with that. anything at the tables for the people, right? I mean, I'm not really an autograph guy, but they they don't sell it. You have you buy autograph tickets, and then you take whatever item you have that you buy at the con somewhere else, but they don't sell anything at the table. I think some, some of, of the do. guests um, have. Do they? Yeah. If they didn't, the, re- the reason they do it, the tables, I, th- I was talking to a photographer who like, he's like, yeah, I've done this for a billion years, whatever. He's like, the first one to do that was Marina Sirtis because she was real outspoken about like, you know, the fees that creation would take. And just like, she really took a hard line with them. She's like, listen, if you want me here, I have to have my own table. And it's like they're not going to like be like, no, we're not going to bring one of the main TNG people. So then everyone after that started doing it. So, yeah, if you go to the dealer's room and there's someone at the table there, you buy directly from them. You don't need an autograph ticket for that. The tickets are just for the creation run photo ops. OK, that is true. And I actually – I had got my um, – talking about movie posters, I had my – I got a first contact uh, like theatrical – you know when it was first released one of those posters and i had it signed i wanted to get both brandon braga and ron moore to sign it but um ron moore dropped out like the week before the con because he's working on a show called outlander so i just got brandon braga but now ron moore's supposed to be back this year so i'm like do i like take the poster out of the frame and have him sign it and get it reframed so that's one thing i'm considering during this year yeah so they will eventually release autograph and photo op tickets for sale on the website and hopefully it will not break the website but please be aware everyone that for every ticket that you buy there is a seven dollar and 75 cent service fee attached to it um that is creation's way so because i have a problem with that i never buy anything until i get to the convention however this is the 50th Mm -hmm. This stuff is probably going to sell out. Um, So definitely your your main actors and the special ones like Kirstie Alley and Whoopi Goldberg, that stuff's probably going to sell out. So I would recommend that you buy those things online when they're released um, as soon as possible. Mm. Some other stuff may be available. um, And I believe with these tickets, you know, back in the old day, they actually mailed me physical tickets because, you know, the mailing fee actually went to something. This year, now, uh, I believe they just email you the photo op and autograph op tickets. Yeah. That's and just then, a fee, though. 
Yeah, there's there's yeah. a fee for each individual ticket. So just multiply seven seventy five times however many tickets you buy. Um, once you get to the convention, the autograph tickets are numbered, and the gold tickets get to go first. So all of those people, if they if the celebrity is included in the gold package is a free autograph, all the gold people go first. This is not everyone. This is just the people that were included in the gold package. And I don't know who they are or if that is even on the web page. Yeah, I, I don't think they've actually released that list yet. Anymore. Mm. Um, after the gold people go, given that there is not a party going on and the line isn't held up. This has happened to me in the past where <laughs> there was the captain's chair party was happening. And so I waited in line two hours and then they said, okay, captain's chair people go before all these people. This stuff happens. Um, you will go by number of your autograph ticket. Photo ops are different photo mm -hmm. ops. You just go get in line for your photo op photo op lines move very quickly. You don't have to be by any certain number. Uh, you can show up early for some of them. So the big names always have really large lines Sometimes they wrap around the hallways, um, but there's no order to those. So don't worry about that with the photo ops. It's just the autograph ops. You have to go by number. What line was it the one year that, that started? We, we got down there at like 8 a.m. and the line was already like Jerry Ryan, 200 people long. And it wasn't until the, the photo op wasn't even until like 2 or 3 p.m. I think it was Jerry, Jerry Ryan. Yeah, Jerry's was long. Which yeah. Brian was in that line. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I remember, I remember actually like walking past you like three times. <laughs> I'm like, oh my still gosh, here. you're still here. But it was so worth it. That picture is pretty amazing. Yeah, it yeah. is. I was pretty, she was pretty into it, taking a funny picture. She's awesome. So the, the wait will be worth it because she's beautiful and wonderful and sweet. So do it. Yeah. So just a point of clarification for Wally on this movie poster, getting the movie poster signed. I'm not sure if we were completely clear on this. If you buy a ticket to get a photo op with a celebrity, they will not sign anything for you no. for in that photo Correct. op. So Correct. you have to buy an autograph ticket, or if they're in the vendor's room at a table signing, they'll sign it for you. But don't think if you buy a photo op ticket, you can bring your movie poster into the photo op and have them sign it while they're sitting there because they won't do it. They won't even let you bring anything with you when you go up to get your picture taken. So right. um, just to there make sure you're are different tiers of like celebrity too when i said no one sells pictures at a table i was talking more for like the you know the next gen people and like the higher level it's very separate they separate it out like shatner's just going to be in his own line probably you know if for example and you're, you're just going to wait forever and you know that's just going to be what it is if you get pictures you do this movie in kind of like cattle to do it but yeah it's very efficient it just takes a little bit of time the the photo op lines are super efficient, and I will say, and my dogs are barking, sorry, um, when you get up towards the front where you um, are just seconds away from taking your picture, there is a place to put your stuff so you can set your stuff down, just so everybody knows. Um, yeah. And nobody ever steals it. It'll be fine. They have people watching it. Okay. Um, the autograph lines, in my experience, I have waited three and four hours for – Jonathan Frakes and Avery Brooks. Um, as I mentioned, the Avery Brooks thing was partly because the it, it started late and then he – so here's the thing. 
you don't always get um, a personal experience with the autograph lines. Especially um, for the bigger stars, for sure. Yeah, yeah they're kind of, you know, they have people, handlers on both sides of them. One of them hands, uh, we'll say Shatner, the picture, he signs it, he hands it to the next person. A lot of them will try to, you know, at least look up and acknowledge you and say thank you or something. When I got, I got an autograph from George Takei, uh, one of the first years that I went to the convention and he was at a table in the vendor's room. And I think we were like the third people in line and he actually personalized the autograph and seconds later was told by his handler not to do that, that it takes up too much time. So don't expect that you're going to be able to have them personalize the autograph um, or to have a conversation when you get the autograph. Um, I know that a lot of people, you know, have never done it and they've heard stories just like the one I told about George Takei and they think, oh, I'm going to get to have a conversation. You may not. And you may wait for a long time in some of these autograph lines, so be prepared. You you'll have better luck if you if you're seeing someone who just has a regular table in the vendor's room and is sitting there, you know, all day long doing photo ops, and you have a much better chance of having conversations with them yeah. than you will. Because if you're buying an autograph ticket to get in the autograph line for one of the bigger names, they're just moving you like cattle. They're just more concerned about the money than actually talking to you. Yeah, p- people like Max Grodenchik and Aaron yes. Eisenberg, and the the that level. Bobby Clark. Yeah, that oh, that Bobby level of Star Trek. You know the Chase Masterson. Yeah, the, yeah, they'll actually talk to you and and give you a couple minutes, and and actually like you know personalized stuff. <laughs> well, unless you're us, and then and you and you go over <laughs> and talk talk to Max Grodenchik, you're there for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some, I mean, a lot of people are very accessible when they're in the vendor's room, and many of them will do a, a, like cell phone, a selfie or a cell phone photo. Um, mm. Some of them charge, some of them you can get away with doing it. It really depends. And again, just because this is a different year and a different experience, I'm not sure what to expect. Um, I'm going through the guest list trying to see if they say, you know, so-and-so will have a table in the vendor's room. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't even know. Like, maybe they're not all going to have a table in the vendor's room. Yeah, I've, I've noticed a, f- a few of the names uh, will actually include, you know, they'll be with us all weekend with a with a booth in the vendor's room or, you know, only here on just Friday or only on Saturday or whatever. Yeah. So it's just good to kind of keep an eye looking like it's cl- the closer it gets and they can get more confirmation. Uh, just keep an eye on that big, I think it's 69 and counting celebrity yep. guest list on yep. the page. And yep. they'll, they'll keep on updating it on where they'll be and what days and everything. Yeah, it says right now like Nichelle will be there, uh, autographs in the vendor's area directly and then photo off to be announced. You are not going to find a lot of bigger names in the vendor's room um i don't expect whoopi or kirsty uh jerry ryan probably will not be there but last year most of the tng cast had uh areas in the in the vendor's room they had like a table a line of tables up against one of the side walls last year joan collins was, was in the vendor room was yes, she? she was. Yes, yeah, she was for a little bit, I think. Yeah. yeah. Kate Mulgrew pops in there. 
Yeah, her son. Yeah, her, son's table. Yeah, her right. son was there, and she came out, and she's been, yeah. Yeah, so just a, a quick note about, uh, since we're on the topic of photo ops, and we, we like to give people advice and tell them what to expect uh, when you're at the convention, I figured to get a little couple of notes about etiquette uh, when you're at your mm-hmm. photo ops, and you're going to get a very wide array, depending on who you're getting your photo op with, of how they interact with you uh, when yes. you're there. I mean, some of them are very, very accommodating, and some of them are, you're warned not to attempt to touch them. Yes, Shatner. So, Shatner. <laughs> um, yeah. But so guys like Peter Weller, uh, you know, puts his arms around you and, you know, makes big cheese grins and stuff and talks to you. Uh, so, I mean, you had it was huge. You get you guys see the picture of us with Peter Weller. He's got the biggest smile on his face. I was like, wow. But um, yeah, so you know, when you go up, and usually they'll have handlers there when you're waiting in line right near the front, and they'll kind of tell you what you can and can't do, or what you should and shouldn't do. So you know, always pay attention to them, and and you'll you'll probably wind up seeing people who try to break those rules, and that doesn't really ever go over very well. And just and, and just just to, just to point this one out, uh, if you get a picture with Five Year Mission, feel free to touch us. <laughs> Only forty dollars. <laughs> oh no, that's that that's that's free. Or if it's me, it's a drink. Ah, uh, oh, I thought it was ten dollars per member, and you got ten do- and you got one free. But but between us, it's fifty dollars. But if Chris, Patrick, or Noah happens to ask, it's free. Yeah, ah, I gotcha. Nice, nice, nice. I thought Noah was here. He's not here tonight. Yeah, right. <laughs> incredibly class. I was trying to get uh, uh, I was trying to get Mike to do his Noah impression, but uh, oh god, I I got what you're going for. <laughs> do you guys have any other thoughts on uh, photo uh, ops or autograph ops? Any advice to give to the listeners who may be going for the first time? I've never done one. I like photo ops better than the autograph ops. I've done quite a bit of both of them and for me the photo op is just a bit more personal mm-hmm. and then you get to walk away with the fun photo um trying yeah, you to can go buy an autograph photo and it's not much less of an experience than seeing them sign it and walking away that's a true yeah but i think the... having a picture with the person is pretty cool man. i mean yeah. that's that's what you're paying for not really the yeah. experience you're paying with that picture standing next to whoever Okay, so Mac, here's my question. How did you approach, because you got photo ops with several of the guests and you did these really awesome, funny poses. How did you approach them to get them to agree to do those? Uh, Okay, well, I always, I like, sometimes I kind of gauge the situation. Like, I I just met Brent Spiner um, for the first time at Wizard World and I'm like, eh, he's not going to do anything funny. So I just kind of posed and that was it. But um, but when I met uh, Frakes and I met Jerry Ryan, I, I said, I, th- I think these two are going to be into something. So when I met Frakes, I just kind of went up there real quick and I said, hey, can we stare each other down like we hate each other? And he said, absolutely. <laughs> he instantly snapped into it. It was the, it was hilarious. He did like he knew he, I didn't even need to explain it. And then the next day I met Jerry Ryan. And I said, hey, can you look really confused that we're posing together? And so we both just did a confused face. I mean, if you just do it, you know, you don't have much time. Um, if you haven't right. done a photo op, you, it's really quick. But if you just yeah. kind of, as you're walking up to them, say, hey, can you pretend to be, like I saw somebody, I, they're in the group, I think, had Simon Pegg be robbing them. Like he oh. was holding their wallet. Was that Megan and Tony? I think. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them, you can kind of gauge the situation because, you know, if you're in line, you can see 
how they're being if they're being you know a little cagey you might not want to this might not be your your funny picture but uh yeah some of them will be really accommodating just use your best judgment i was gonna say my buddy jason who's uh one of the writers and the director of the red shirt diaries he always gets commented on that uh like oh you look just like jonathan frake so last year when he went he went up to him he's like hey like can we do like this thing where we're leaning against each other like we're father and son (laughs) and he's like yeah totally and then it became like you know happy stlv from uh, me and my space dad it was really funny that's cool. amazing. Frank stared me down all the way out of the room, too, by the way. <laughs> as I left, I, tried, I said, thank you, and I like to start walking, and he kept the same pose as if he was just disgusted. He might have been disgusted with me. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you know, utilizing that time when you're walking up to them to say something is actually a really smart idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't wait till you're right next to them, because then the, you know, the photographer is going to be saying, okay, here we go, one, two, three. Like, that's, photographer has their his job. He's really good at it. Like he'll just, he needs to get you in, get you out. So like, as you're walking up to him, say, Hey, Jonathan, can we do this funny thing? Yeah. Okay. And the photos, they turn out really well. The majority of the time, I will say that sometimes they don't turn out great. Um, my picture with LeVar Burton, he just looks really confused. Um, (laughs) so does my one, my picture with Zachary Quinto. She's kind of, he's kind of sneering in that photo. Hmm. So uh, just be aware that, you know, they have to take about a million photos and it's hard for them to smile the entire time. Uh, try doing that for three hours and see if you can keep the smile. Um, so just don't be too disappointed if that does happen in your photo. What is the photographer's name? Chris? I think, mm, I can't remember. I think it's Chris. I think it's Chris. I'm sorry if it's not Chris. He's pretty awesome. He's really good about catching if someone has blinked. Uh, so he will, on occasion, if if he caught someone blinking, he'll take a second picture. Um, it's not a guarantee, but he's really awesome. And you should say hi and thank you because he works very long hours doing all of those photo ops. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of an old school system. I mean, the bigger the convention gets, I mean, the other big conventions will have like 16 people working on this crew and mm-hmm. the photos will come out immediately and whatever. Now you have to wait a little longer at, at the Star Trek one, but I mean, it's just one dude essentially yeah, all day standing there all the, day. I think that the photos that you get, the quality is very high quality. So mm-hmm. to me, the entire experience of even if it's just a fist bump, like I think when I met Brent Spiner, it was a fist bump. Um, I could not touch Patrick Stewart at all or Shatner. And then there's a the whole story of, you know, holding Leonard Nimoy's hand and all that good stuff. Anyway, it's totally worth it. Um, I've done some photo ops at smaller conventions and the pictures have been really crappy quality and then I'm sad. So it's, it's worth it. At least do one. Try it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But I recommend I've never done the group one, so I want a group one. I did the Enterprise Boys in my Augment uh, cosplay, which I don't think any of them got what it was. They just liked that it was holes everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I I, I like that one, too. (laughs) Thanks. We will be coming back, by the way. So shout out to all y'all in the group. If you want to be an Augment, it is the easiest cosplay to make. It is the first cosplay that I made. Um, so hit me up. You're welcome to join the group because, the, you know, the more Augments, the merrier. It's a deep cut, which is the coolest thing. It's like, that's why I think it's great. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, season four Enterprise? These are the, uh, it's, I love it. I think it's the best. Thank you. 
And I will, while we're talking about cosplay, sorry to go off on a tangent here. Um, I have to find it. Cheerfleet is open for orders right now. Uh, so anyone, any gender that wants to join us, um, get in touch with me or with Damien. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook page, Starfleet Academy Cheerleaders. Our order window is trying to figure out it's open until April 21st. Um, we would love to have more people on the team. So quick, quick shout out there. Awesome. So Brian, that was another good point that you brought up too, that I think uh, bears mentioning is that, um, if you do get a photo op that you buy a ticket for, you will not get your photo immediately yeah. upon leaving. You will have to wait. Um, and sometimes you'll have to wait quite a while. Yeah. An hour or two sometimes. And they get a little testy. The, the people that the volunteers they have back there, the people just hover around the tables. Just go get some lunch or something, and you'll get it by the end of the day. You'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, and you'll kind of have to swing back into the room and comb through everybody else's photos to find yours, which gives you the opportunity to see some pretty interesting pictures. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And just uh, keep in mind that if you get a photo op on Sunday, they will print off the photos. Even if it's like 6 o'clock at night you're getting a photo op, um, they will have them printed off by the end of the night. But don't plan on leave, you know, leaving it the convention at six o'clock and getting on a plane and getting your photo op, mm -hmm. um, they will email it to you. And that could take months from what I understand. Um, so everybody just, just try to stay until Monday. I think if you want to get your photo ops, they do digital copies too. If you pay an extra 10 bucks, I think it is. Uh, yeah. They'll send you a digital copy if you don't have a scanner, if you just want to. Yep. So, that's uh, I think that about wraps up the uh, the autos and photos. Do you guys uh, you guys want to go and do a, a segment of first cons? Sure, sure, do it. All right, so here we go. For everything, there is a first time. You still, I cannot help but you. So here we are on the fourth installment of the first con series, and we've got three people with us who've never been on for the first con. So we're pretty excited that uh, Andy and Mike from Five Year Mission are here to share their first con stories along with our new friend, uh, Brian Knack. So uh, guys, thanks for sticking around for first cons. That's why we're here. Yeah. So Andy, what, what, when was your first STLV? 2013, the, the year we were house banned. 2014, sorry. 2014? That was your first one too, Mike? Yes, that was my first one. It was my first one too, so uh, pretty cool. So, Brian, when was your first one? Uh, 2014. Buddies. Buddies. Oh, wow. Con buddies. I, mean, I started doing Star Trek conventions when I was 11 in Pittsburgh, but yeah, my first Star or Vegas one was uh, 2014. Wow, guys are all late to join the uh, party. Same seas. <laughs> I didn't watch Star Trek until 2011. Well, that's wow. awesome still. I'm glad that you watched it then and you're a fan now. Yeah. So we know already that uh, the reason why Andy and Mike went their first time was because they were the house band for the con. But Brian, what was the reason why you decided to go to STLV at that time? Well, I, I think that, like I was saying earlier, I had gone, they, Star Trek conventions would come to Pittsburgh when Back in the day, I remember going when I was 11 years old to these conventions, and then they kind of died off, and now all these new conventions. I mean, we're at convention like 
maximum convention right now. It's every, you know, every pop culture thing. I kind of wanted one that was a little more centralized and I kind of wanted to go to Vegas at the same time. So it just happened that I'd come to this. It's a great time. How did you find out about it? Did you just Google it? I think so. I was trying to see if, cause I was just tired. We have a few that come here. We have some horror conventions mm-hmm. um, and we have some just general pop culture conventions. And now we have a wizard world that comes to Pittsburgh. I was just looking to see if there was a more like, you know, star Trek or sci-fi based convention or if they'd all died off. And I found out that like creation had taken over a few years ago and or whatever years ago and had done it. And I'm like, this is for me. I need to do something a little more centralized. And I love Vegas. And I was trying to get like a family get together going. My cousins wanted to do a thing and my brother and his girlfriend. So we all just kind of said, let's do this. And uh, you can all work around my plans of going to this (laughs) nerdy convention. And they did. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Andy, Andy and Mike, since, you know, you guys were the house band the first time you went there, you must have some pretty unique stories of, of getting there and, and getting settled in and starting up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was a little harried the first night that we were there, showed up and uh, we were supposed to have that. The, they're supposed to rent us a back line, all the amps and drums and uh, have the PA all set up and get there. Uh, couldn't find our contact. Well, she wasn't answering her phone because, I mean, obviously they're super busy night before the con. No instruments are there yet. And uh, turns out they weren't going to be there until like 8 o'clock the next morning. First panel started at 9. So uh, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, the, that first morning was very stressful. Yes. I witnessed your first song because they, what's his name canceled, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, canceled, and then you came out and had the. Yeah, for like yeah we would have been playing My Little Pony, but instead <laughs> we got to play some of our songs. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was my first con experience was them announcing that he had canceled. So now you guys are just going to play. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is good. And then like right after they're like, oh, and Avery Brooks has canceled. And this huge groan went out across <laughs> the entire crowd. And they're like, well, now enjoy some music. Well, <laughs> no which, was, which was disappointing because uh, – we actually, because they, that was the when they did the uh, Avery Brooks, Siroc Loft, and Tony Todd panel, where it's supposed to be like father and son type thing, and oh, we yeah, had yeah. and we played uh, Cats in the Cradle, oh. and I wanted I wanted to see Avery Brooks' reaction to that so bad, <laughs> but I don't think I don't think anybody caught it, which was which was even funnier to me. That's see, funny. So you guys kind of hit the head to hit the ground running when you got there because, you know, you're kind of scrambling to get your stuff set up. So it was kind of a kind of a harried uh, introduction to STLV. Well, the first night was kind of funny just because we were like, well, instruments aren't here. Let's go hang out. So, so we wandered yeah. around and we didn't know any of you guys yet. And... I did a little bit from from online because uh-huh. like I was I was walking down the ramp towards the main auditorium. And then I out of the corner of my eye, I was like, I think think that's sue and so i was like i was like sue and she goes ah, andy fark and so i went i went over towards her i was like i was kind of going in for a hug and then i, I stepped back and i was like wait are you a hugger and she goes yeah definitely so i went in <laughs> big hug so that was my introduction to sue so that was that was kind of a fun little thing and then just kept meeting random people that i'd met on for well, through the unofficial las vegas facebook group um, met Heather and then Brian, I know you, you 
spotted me at the masquerade bar. Oh, that's right. Yep. And I was like, oh, Brian, yeah, I know this guy from online. And so, yeah, I just kept running into random people. And then people kept uh, already recognizing us the first night. So it was kind of a nice little jump in. It's like, it's like so we weren't going in without anybody knowing who we were. So uh, it was kind of nice to have that introduction because normally I'm not really the type of guys to go up and introduce myself, but lots of people coming up and being like, Oh yeah, I'm excited to see you guys tomorrow and the following day and the next day and the next day. <laughs> so, I so, have like nine days straight or something. How long is this year? I know. Yeah, this year is going to be pretty crazy with the five days, but yeah. now, but now it's nice because we know a lot more people haven't got to see him for an entire year, but have been keeping up with a lot of you guys like, online and stuff so it'll be kind of nice to kind of be able to reconnect and hang out with uh as heather puts it the family since we're getting there the night before and staying until the day after we're going to be there for an entire week yeah yeah coming in on tuesday tuesday morning and then leaving like monday afternoon so yeah Yeah, that's what i'm doing tuesday to monday perfect Wow, I'm cool thinking about flying it. in Tuesday. I don't have do a room it. for Tuesday night, so I was like, uh, I don't You'll know. You'll find one. You'll Just find one. And, like, ask around. Hey, Someone will hey, let Jeff. You yeah. Little, little insider information. Yeah. Due to uh, a little band snafu, uh, I now have my own room. So if uh, if you need a room that that first night, uh, oh, I got you. Very cool, very cool. You as long as book. I'm not going to wake up to you in a uh, in that, that, that pink thing. <laughs> If you're lucky. <laughs> That's true. I might be lucky. Awesome. Thank you very much for that. So I hear a cat. Yeah, that's my cat. He's uh, he's not happy that he's not allowed in the room while I'm recording. But uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's a, he, you've probably heard him on many episodes of the Tricorder Transmission. So that's Milo. Um, so, Brian, do you have any favorite memories from that first convention? Uh, Heather actually witnesses Heather and Claire. Chloe Dykstra, if you know who she is, she's kind of famous in the cosplay community. She dated oh, Chris yeah. Hardwick. Her her dad designed the lightsaber. Her dad worked oh, wow. uh, on the original Star Wars, and he was like big into that. Well, anyway, she was at the convention, and she was at the, um, uh, what's the bar called? The Masquerade Bar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had a few beers while we've been talking, guys. Anyway... <laughs> So I, I said, are, "Are you Chloe Dykstra? Can we get a picture?" And so she, so she got into a pic, you know, picture with me, and then Heather photobombed. Of course, we barely knew each other. And as she was photobombing, Rod Roddenberry just kind of strolled on over and photobombed as well. And it didn't hit me until like a year later that in that picture, I had the inventor of the lightsaber, the, the daughter of the inventor of the lightsaber, with the son of the inventor of Star Trek. That's pretty cool. And, and Heather, me, and, Heather, and me, Heather. the most important one. No. And yes, and and the daughter of what's your mom and dad's name? That <laughs> in one picture. It was that that actually was very random. It it, it took a year to realize. I'm like, wow, that is that. I I didn't know who it was photobombing, but it was Rod. So yeah, that was cool. Yeah, this these things can happen at the bar. That's the most fun. Don't yeah. worry about the panels. The, the fun happens at the masquerade bar. That is true. It's true. It's it's true. Bang. So Andy and Mike, favorite memories or stories from the 2014 con? I, I think just hanging out backstage and meeting a lot of of the celebrities before and after their panels, um, especially Simon Pegg. <laughs> like a lot of the celebrities 
you know, they'll they'll be there for about 30 seconds right before we go out. So we don't really get to do much other than, you know, kind of give them the what's up nod. And, uh, you know, and then by the time we're done playing our song, uh, w- once their panel's over, they're gone. Like yeah. they're ushered away quickly and we don't get to stop and say, you know, hello or, you know, whatever. But Simon Pegg actually stayed and yeah. w- waited for us to come back off. And and then he talked to us for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, but but don't forget my part part of part of the Simon Pegg story. <laughs> we were in the back hallway uh, in between the stage and our green room, and uh, I'm just talking to I think Chris or Noah or something from from the band, and uh, and Mike just goes because I'm a huge Simon Pegg fan. Like like that entire Cornetto trilogy is mm-hmm. like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End are like three of my favorite movies, and Mike Mike knows this. And looks over. He, he goes. He, and he goes. Hey, Andy, look over there. And Simon Pegg's like two feet from me. That's awesome. And I have no clue where this sound came from in my body. And I've. I've that, this was the only like celebrity weird reaction I've ever had. But I just went. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and he goes. And Simon Pegg looks at me and goes. Goes. What was that? And I was like. I was like, I'm sorry, I have no clue where that noise came from. He goes, he goes, we'll talk later. <laughs> so then, so then later on, he goes, like, like I ran into him again backstage. He goes, he goes, so you don't have any more like weird noises for me or anything? <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, not this time. Sorry about that first time. He goes, this, these things happen. So <laughs> he's used to it. Yeah, I guess. He's so cool. Yeah. I I thought that was hilarious. That and uh, when when we were on stage uh, after we played uh, Carl Urban on his his reaction to us said, "Yeah, I'll I'll have a little more of that." <laughs> He's hilarious. That's all I remember. He's really good with the awkward questions. He's the best. Yes, he was. He he he, he fielded those questions I, pretty. I pretty think well. I think his his panel was really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He's a true fan. I mean, that's what's really cool about Carl Urban and Simon Pegg. Like, both yes. of them are fans, and they are passionate about Star Trek. And regardless of what your opinion is of those films, I think that both of them deserve props for just being like us and showing respect. Which is why I'm excited, unlike a lot of people, to see Star Trek Beyond since Simon Pegg had a hand in writing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it'll be good. Everyone needs a chill. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think so. So actually, you know, guys, one of my favorite memories from that convention is tied to uh, Five Year Mission. And I, I think, if I if I recall correctly, you were playing a dessert party that night and uh, you needed to move your instruments from <laughs> one room back to the main stage in the, in the big convention space. And uh, Craig and I were kind of these makeshift roadies for you. We were helping you move your stuff back. And so we're carrying stuff up onto the main stage, and I think we had put a couple of items down. I think there were guitar stands or something, and we're standing on the main stage, and Craig and I looked at each other and both had this epiphany at the exact same time. We're like, wait a minute, we're standing on the actual stage right now, by right in front of the door, the orange doors that slide open. I'm like, the holodeck, wow, yeah. we probably should take some pictures of ourselves while we're standing up on this stage since we're really technically not supposed to be here. So those, I think those pictures still make the um, the rounds as our profile pictures on Facebook from time to time. Well, they see that was like that was another one of my favorite memories of 2014 was because we'd done uh, the tricorder transmissions with you guys a couple yeah, times already, did. 
and so we'd been waiting to meet you in person. And uh, of course, me being me, I'm just a big dork, and will just immediately act like I, I just treat you like treat you like we've been friends for years already. Uh, so it was awesome meeting you guys. But then you guys were insanely nice, and you're like, "Hey, do you guys, you guys need us to go get you some lunch? Uh, you want us to go buy you some beer?" Uh, can we help you carry your instruments? Do you need some help with that? Do you want us to watch your booth? <laughs> so you guys were definitely, uh, you and Craig were both definitely a highlight of wow. our 2014 first year there. Absolutely. Oh, thanks. And That's that, really cool, guys. That was I, like, ev- evident to us even, like Claire and I, because Claire <laughs> and I thought that Jeff and Craig were like your managers or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. I didn't actually meet you guys until last year, but I remember that first year that you guys played, 2014, I walked past the booth, and I was just looking at it, and this woman behind the booth was like, oh, yeah, this is the band that's been on stage. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're really good. And I'm like, you know, looking at the different CDs, and she's like, yeah. Uh, like, I was like, how would you describe their music? And she's like, you know, like uh, – Kind of like the Beatles, I guess. I just thought that was hysterical. Wow. Like, oh yeah, I guess it's a pretty good comparison if you're a band. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, the, 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 that was Savannah, which is uh, Patrick's wife. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because uh, her mom was sick, and they had to drive over to Illinois the day the that day we were flying before, out. Yeah. Wow! And yeah. their flight was a different time than ours, and they got back like a half an hour before, before their flight left, and yeah. made it just barely. Really? Yeah. And she's going to come this year too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Savannah should be there this year. Cause she's cool. a sweetheart. I adore her. I talked yeah, to her the whole time. Really... And I think that you guys, it's a given, uh, if you guys need help at the boost, I think, uh, we here at the tricorder transmissions would be happy to help you out. Oh, cool. I have a feeling that Savannah will probably end up taking you, but taking you up on that. Awesome. And actually, actually, Mike's girlfriend Ashley is coming as well. Oh, great! So, uh, we can't wait to meet and, her. Yeah, so then she and Savannah are going to be kind of splitting booth time and everything like that. So uh, I'm sure one of them or both of them would probably enjoy a break every now and then. So yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. just kind of get with them, and they we'll can do. schedule things. I will. Wait, if I, I can will sit in mm-hmm. a few songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and Jeff, we will never turn you down for an offer to go get In and Out Burger. Even oh, if he got for us like two hours before. You you will be getting that. Uh, Andy already instructed me that I, I must continue to rent the car. I was questioning whether or not I was going to do it, and uh, Andy commanded me to do it. So that's true. the In-N-Out well, Burger will be available. You, you already promised me In-N-Out, so you have to. Yeah. In-N-Out, <laughs> raisin, cane, ra- raisin cane, strip and dip. <clears throat> uh, now it's, a, it's not just your car, man. we got a fleet now. It's a Starfleet. Ooh. Oh yes, we got the Drosen Mobile, right? The Drosen Mobile. The Drosen Mobile. It's a, it's compact, so it's the Defiant. You know, it's a tough little ship. Nice. Yeah. So, any other any other memories from that first con, uh, Andy and Mike? Before we move on, really, just hanging out at the Masquerade was just yeah a blast and a half. Just being able to meet everyone in person, actually have like <clears throat> conversations with people rather than just seeing people in passing throughout the day. So it was kind of our time to sit back and relax and actually talk to people rather than doing a little head nod or having like a 30-second conversation because we're all like on our way back to the stage and we're on such a tight schedule. 
getting to actually meet William Shatner after yeah. being in his presence like four times. Four times, yeah. And and I mean, literally being like fifteen feet away from him, but we weren't allowed to approach him or talk to him. And oh, I, I, but this was also after opening his other panels. Yeah, we we opened for him, and we still didn't get to interact with him. So creation set it up for us to actually meet him backstage before his panel. And, and that was scooter. really cool. Oh, and I actually got to uh, escort Cole Meany to the bathroom. Nice. <laughs> and then I had to show LeVar Burton uh, which way it was to his booth. Yeah, actually, LeVar uh, <laughs> singing along with us and dancing <gasps> to Rainbow. Rainbow. That was, that was incredible. Stop believing. A big one. Um, that was incredible. Also, Anthony Montgomery literally singing with us. Oh, the Enterprise theme. Yeah, when yeah. we were playing the Enterprise theme. He he literally came over and joined us and sang a line with Patrick from 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 the Enterprise theme. Yeah, yeah that that was pretty cool. Yeah. And at Anthony McGrummy is is from Indianapolis, actually. Yeah, that's what makes you guys such a great house band. Is you do all that cool extra stuff like that. Yeah. That makes the show really much more magical and much more fun and engaging. I think that's really cool because okay. you never know what to expect, right? When you're, you're playing people on and off and you're in the audience watching, you never know what you guys are going to pull out. Well, that's that's kind of the goal. I mean, just to, you know, to give people things that, you know, they're not going to expect. You're like the roots of Star Trek. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is the comparison that I that I've, I've I keep making is that we're basically like the like the Tonight Show house band, just playing all the stars on and off and you know, there for com for comic relief every now and then if they need it. It's crazy how much better it made it because my like I said, my first year was the year before you guys played, and unfortunately, I had just started a new job, so I couldn't go the full weekend in 2014. I only went for two days, but immediately I was like, "This makes such a huge difference," and I just want to say again, I cannot wait to see you guys play again. I'm so excited you're back. Thank you. Thanks. Excited to be back. Ditto. I'm excited. <laughs> So you guys, uh, Brian and um, Andy and Mike, do you guys have any advice for people who may be coming to the con for the first time this year? Take naps. Pace yourself at the bar. Mm-hmm. Bring mm-hmm. snacks. Yes. That's about it. Don't expect to do everything because yeah. there are so many things to do and a lot of them overlap. And if you're scheduling things like photo ops and autographs, you need to plan on missing some of the panels and yeah, because I mean, there's just, you just, it's impossible to do everything. Yeah. True. Very, very true. Yeah. There's going to be times where you're going to have two panels at the exact same time in, in the, in the opposite theaters, then you're just going to have to make a choice. Yeah. Yeah. That happened to me. Don't underestimate those little panels. That's my advice. Those ones, those would be really fun. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Supremely yeah, my, nerdy and awesome. <laughs> my advice is what you see in pretty much any convention that you go to anymore. Like you know, uh, like advice for for con going: M- make time to eat, mm-hmm. make time to sleep, make time to shower. <laughs> yes. Yes, That's, please. Those are the three oh, yes. big things. <laughs> and bring Febreze. Yeah, uh, we'll be bringing our own Febreze this year because <laughs> I'm, I'm actually hoping that I can talk the rest of the band into doing one full day, probably in the middle of the convention, uh, in our Klingon uniforms from our uh, The Trouble with Tribbles number yeah. four video. Awesome. Uh, just just so we can drop off our uniforms <laughs> at, the, at the hotel dry cleaner and then we can have clean uniforms for the final like two days. 
That's a smart idea. Yeah. Very smart. I think I think we should make that happen. I'm going to have to wear his fake mustache again. That's right. (laughs) I'm going to tack on to all of that, that yes, do those things. Remember to eat, sleep, shower. Uh, And if you're able to maybe plan to take a couple days off after, Yeah. because I try to eat properly and sleep and I do shower every day. Um, But I still come back. I still come back exhausted and on sensory overload. And the reality is in Vegas, there's not a ton of great food to eat, even if I mean, there's good food, but not necessarily healthy food. Um, So it's a totally different diet than I'm used to. So I come back really run down. And last year, I took two extra days off to recover. And it was the best gift I have ever given myself. So I'll tack a little bit of extra advice on here, too. And this is something that I I think we kind of mentioned briefly in in previous episodes, but I don't think we really delved into it too much. But uh, and it's this may be hard for people who've never been to one of these things to understand, but prepare yourself uh, for when the con is actually over there. There's a kind of a syndrome that you may get when you leave the con. It's a very bizarre and weird kind of depression almost. Yeah, um, it was rough. And I did the first time I went in 2014, it, it, it didn't really hit me that bad. But the second time uh, last year's convention after, you know, spending, you know, four straight days hanging out with all of you guys, when I left, it was just I was just supremely bummed out just from the minute I stepped on the plane. Agreed. And it it could be worse. It yeah, it lasted a while, too, almost like a week. Yeah. It- it's rough. I mean, we go and especially once you start going every year, you just, you know, as we've explained, you build these strong friendships with people and we only see each other for the most part once a year. So coming back to, you know, regular life where you're yeah. not surrounded by all the best people in the world, um, it's it's hard. And the thing that got me through it last year was actually listening to all the five-year mission albums. <laughs> like I just, that's all I listened to for about two weeks. Um, oh, just kinda, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Um, thinking about, you know, everybody and, and trying not to be too depressed. It's, it's definitely a, the con blues, I think is yes. what we call them. It is not the time. same as the con plague, which no. is a physical illness. I people, had yeah, I think most people on somehow, some, somehow I didn't get it. There was a, uh, Respiratory issues, digestive issues, like flu, um, all that kind of stuff. So I guess there's some more extra advice. Uh, Wash your hands a lot Mm -hmm. and try to sanitizer. Yeah, yeah. You you know, with a a closed environment with circulated air and smoke and everything else. Even if you don't get sick, if you're at the bar or in the casino area Mm -hmm. for extended periods of time, you'll probably uh, get some secondhand smoke stuff going on. So you'll get that. Nice. Yeah. I always have a throaty voice by the end of the convention. Um, so I hope that this year people don't get the, the yucky sick, the physical sick. Um, but I think we all tend to, to hit that down, um, of it coming to an end, but I will say this, you know, we're four months away and Mm -hmm. it feels like just yesterday, for me, anyway, I feel like we just came back. So time flies and you will be back there again. And, you know, we really try to 
bring everybody into this family environment. Um, so we really hope that everyone who listens will find us and come say hi so that we can bring you into our family. Oh yeah. Great stuff. So any, any final comments on your first cons before we close up? Not the first, but I did, I did have one thing that, that I, that I wanted to add since, sure. uh, since, so since Claire couldn't make it tonight. Uh, we love and, you, Claire. Uh, yeah. We and, you. uh, uh, I'm as as big of a fan as he is of us. I'm a big fan of Jim Morehouse. Oh yeah, yes. uh, I love you, Jim. And they are both uh, two of the bigger Trek experts amongst mm-hmm. our our group here. I think absolutely. Uh, so 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 I, I've I've come up with two terms that 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 people need to use this year. Okay. So if there's ever a Star Trek trivia question, you need and you need one of them. Uh, you can ask Claire for clarification. Nice. <laughs> Uh, and if you are wanting to prove so someone, if, if, if you're wanting to prove someone wrong in an argument, you bring Jim over and when he corrects the other person, you can tell that person that they just got more housed. Nice. <laughs> nice. Like we got those. <laughs> got them. Knack, <laughs> uh, any final comments? Uh, we're going to play some Celebrity Bang this year. Yeah, yes, we are. are. Certainly are. So one of the definitely uh, highlights from last year. Yeah. yeah pl- that's one. Oh, that's one thing I'm looking forward to because I, I never got to do that with you guys, but I've been on quite a few film sets over the years. So I've, I've sharpened my skills. I'm ready for you. Well, All just right. come find us. We'll be there. We are not alcoholics, people. It's just that the bar is the place to hang out. Well, uh, well I'm not an for alcoholic. Yourself. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, I wanted to very quickly send a little shout out to our friends over in the UK, especially the very beautiful Frankie. Um, she goes by Frankie Onion, and she had posted in the group. She is a vocal artist and has made a song for us, and she needs someone to help her with creating the video for it. Um, she posted in the unofficial group, and so she's looking for help. If anyone out there can help her, I got a little sneak peek of the song, and it's really special and awesome. So hi, Frankie, and hopefully somebody out there uh, can help Frankie out. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say on a personal note is that, uh, we got a lot of feedback after the last episode where I cried (laughs) (laughs) and look, I didn't cry this time. Um, I just wanted to sincerely thank everyone who, um, had something to say in support, um, of that episode. I think it wound up being very special for a lot of people and, uh, I was a little embarrassed crying <laughs> in a podcast and everyone was just very, very sweet to me about it. So thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart. It means a lot. It was genuine. So, so it was, I, th- I, th- I thought it was real sweet. Thanks. That's, that's authentically me guys. I'm just a great big nerd <laughs> and I love Leonard Nimoy and Star Trek makes me emotional. Um, so yeah, thanks. Well, what better testimonial for these conventions could there be than that? Yeah. You know? I think that encapsulates it all very, very well. So um, thanks, everybody, for being here on this uh, fourth episode of Shore Leave. Uh, Andy and Mike, it's always great having you guys back on the show. Hopefully we can do some um, next, some more What Are Little Songs Made Of in the near future. <laughs> we just have to gather all five members <laughs> of the band at some point. Yeah. yeah. My notes ready. Oh, <laughs> Mike, awesome. Mike always has notes. Well, we may have to do an abridged version with a smaller group if we're we're unable to get. I know everybody's busy out there. And uh, Brian, awesome having you on the show for the first time. Will you uh, will you grace us with your presence again? Oh, of course. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. 
Awesome, Yay. man. Spectacular. And, and Adam, thank you for filling in for Claire on such short notice. Um, maybe, what, like 20 minutes notice? <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it's great. Yeah, I, I just happened to be on Twitter. And um, like I said at the top of the show, this is my favorite podcast. And I'm not just blowing smoke up your butts. I listen to a lot of them. And I look forward to this one every month. So I can't wait to uh, keep listening. Can't wait to see you guys in Vegas. Yay. Thank you. Can't wait to see you and your awesome cosplay. Yeah, guys. As when you guys finally get around to doing that cosplay episode, let's talk about it. Because I have a couple of really weird, deep cut, obscure cosplays that I'm going to just blow your mind to pieces with. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Oh, you know what? Can I just do a very quick shout out? Um, so Adam and Andy and I and Nack and I don't know who else works out here. Um, but some of us are working on our STLV bods, as we say. And there is a group on Facebook. Um, they're in our group's um, thread. It's a 50 by 50th, if that's what it's called. Let I me just so. double check. Um, by the 50th, I think. Yeah, 50 by 50th. And so it's just a bunch of us that are um, just, well, it's just kind of a health group. Um, and we're all supporting each other. So I just wanted to invite anybody. It's it's a small little group, but um, we just try to motivate each other and have fun. I love that. I think it's great. Like I was telling somebody the other day, they're like, you're looking good. You're losing weight, bro. And I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm losing weight. I dropped a belt size, dropped a pants size. And they're like, why? I'm like, I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to the Star Trek convention. They're like, really? That's why you're losing weight? I'm like, how is this any different? How is this any different than be like your New Year's resolution? It's my Star Trek resolution. Exactly. I just joined the group. You're approved. You're in. Oh, wow. That was fast. Oh, Heather, you're an admin of that group? No, I think anybody can add anybody. But I will say, um, if you guys are fans of Fart here, there are some sexy pictures of this guy. <laughs> I'm getting swole, kids. Oh, what does is. that that's mean? Like, I'm not He's getting good. swollen. Like, He's swollen. Getting okay, that's what I thought. With muscles. It's just kind He's of... making mad games. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm working on it. I was I was getting sick of sick of being so being so jiggly. So I decided, you know, why the hell not? So I've been at it since about September of last year. I've dropped like uh, almost 32 pounds now. Wow. Good for you, man. Oh, yeah, nice. oh, yeah. I'm not there, but I got I'm getting muscles, guys. I know you and your uh, O Theory Fitness. Yeah, Orange Theory. It's awesome. It's Orange a lot of fun. I'm, I'm seeing those popping up everywhere here in L.A. That's the new thing, huh? It is. It's um, typically a 45-minute to 60-minute workout that uh, you basically go in. They tell you what to do. It's a combination of treadmill, rowing, weights. Um, it's a little pricey depending on what you sign up for, but totally worth it because for me, I like going in, being told what to do, uh, and leaving hot and sweaty, and I'll just leave that right there. <laughs> no, I think it's dope, too, that they like – email you those stats later and yeah you get your results you definitely burn over typically over 600 calories every workout wow. and uh it's it's just a lot of fun it's challenging it's a great little uh team environment there so check into it orange theory fitness is what it's called hashtag wow. stlv bob yeah. <laughs> i guess i'm the only one who's going the opposite way huh i'm putting on weight for my cyrano jones cosplay Oh, oh spoiler. It, yeah, the, the mustache will, will be the hardest part. Yeah, since I can't grow one, that's that's <laughs> not, I'm gonna have to get a false one. I'll give you some. I'll, I'll give you some of mine. Nice, nice. Thanks. So, uh, Andy and Mike, where can people find out more about you guys and Five Year Mission if they're looking for you? FiveYearMission.net. 
All right. Uh, Brian, any any social media call-outs for you? Any where people find you? Oh, you'll see me posting snarky things in the unofficial group. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Knack, you'll find me. Uh, Mr. Adam, where can people find you? Twitter, D-R-0-S-I-N. Uh, you will see Star Trek. You will see Paramount. You will see horror movies and nerdy stuff. Get into it. Very cool. And Heather, what about yourself? I'm still sketching Venus on Twitter and on Instagram. All right. And you can always find the Tricorder Transmissions at the thetricordertransmissions.com, TTT underscore pod on Twitter, and Facebook.com slash thetricordertransmissions. And thanks, as always, for tuning in to Shore Leave, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Hi there. Thanks again for listening. If you're cruising the galaxy looking for even more Trek talk, why not visit our good friends Bill and Dan over at TrekGeeks.com? They've got a great podcast that covers a wide range of Star Trek topics, so you're sure to find something you'll love. And if you're in the mood for some awesome tunes, then you really need to head over to 5yearmission.net. The guys are writing a song for every episode of the original series, and each one is absolutely brilliant. So that's TrekGeeks.com and 5yearmission.net. Check them out today.